Aalto University podcast. Hi there. This is the best thing today podcast by Aalto study and career psychologist. This is a sequel episode to our previous episode about concentration. I am study psychologist Mary and with me here is study psychologist Henna. Hello everyone. And in this episode we go through some questions that we collected during the well-being week this year. So these are the questions that all the students and all the staff had told us that they would like to know the answer. And at the end of the episode we also go through some tips that we also collected during this well-being week. Tips how to improve concentration. The best thing today, a podcast series by Aalto University psychologists. Today, Henna Niiva and Mary Antila. I'll read the first question and then I'll attempt to answer it. And Henna, back me up and say if you have something to add to my answer. So, how to find motivation if there are so many different assignments to do at the same time? This sounds like a situation that most of us have experienced. Really common to have a lot of things to do at the same time and not feeling able to concentrate or to find what we should work on next. So I would suggest that you write down on a piece of paper everything that you would need to get done, all the assignments that you have, and then you'd prioritize. So first you'd write a list of to-do First assignment, what is the most important thing to start working on? What is the most urgent thing or the most difficult thing to do? And then so on, prioritize those tasks. And start working on the first, the most important or that task that is the priority. And check it off once you've done it and move on down the list. It was a good answer. The second question is, what hormone or brain part is most active while you concentrate? And this is something that we already talked in our last episode, but it's the frontal cortex in our brain. That is being like the manager of our brain and controlling what we are doing and active while we are concentrating and keeping our concentration on the relevant thing that we are doing. Exactly. Next question is really interesting. How light and architecture affects concentration? This is not a simple question at all, but this has something to do with the cognitive ergonomics that we mentioned in the last episode. This can be quite individual. What kind of environment do you feel that you're able to focus and study or work best do you really like bright lights or do you prefer kind of mood lighting around you how does light affect your energy levels perhaps in the morning you would benefit from having 
a little more light around you to get your day started and to get your brain to notice that, okay, it's, a, it's the day. Now I need to work. Now I need to focus. But what works for you is best when it comes to the amount of light. And architecture, not a simple question since I am not an architect, but perhaps many of you listeners would be more <laughs> wise when it comes to this uh, matter. But our environment, we know that our environment affects our ability to work and our motivation to work. So find an environment that you feel comfortable in and that you enjoy being in. Of course, we can't always choose our environment if we are, let's say, on lecture, but at your home. If you study at home or if you find a place to study, if you like a specific part of the library best or if you like a specific cafe that you enjoy studying in or your own studying nook in your house or your own studying table, organize it so that it's nice to work at. Yes. That's a good advice and it was a very interesting question. The next question is, how do you manage to say, okay, let's start studying and actually start studying? I think this is something that quite many students can recognize that you think that, okay, now I would have time for studying, but it's very difficult to get started. You end up procrastinating and doing something totally else. So something that you could try and do is to plan already the previous day how you are going to start your day in the next morning. And also to chop your assignments in small pieces. For example, decide that, okay, I'm going to start and do this one task of my math exercises. And quite many times it's also a good advice to start with something easy because then you have a smaller chance to start procrastinating. And still one thing, something that you can do is to try to become aware of your thoughts. Because also in this question that we're talking about these thoughts that how could I tell myself, okay, let's start studying. And quite many times when we end up procrastinating, it's actually something related to our thoughts and emotions. So you could try and start your study session by writing down what kind of thoughts can I notice at this moment. And Maybe you even notice this thought that is telling you that, okay, maybe I can really start a bit later. But if you become aware of this thought, then you have better possibilities to really think that, is it a good idea to start later? Kind of question this thought. Should I believe this thought or should I actually now just get started? So by writing down what is going around in your mind, you can better become aware of these thoughts and also decide if you want to act according to those or not. Exactly. The best thing today. 
The next question is not so much a question, but more of a statement. Social media addiction and difficulties to focus. <laughs> I'm sure many of us have been there. Social media has intervened with our ability to concentrate, but fear not. Um, this is something that you can really change and work on but it does take some effort if you feel like you're almost addicted to social media and it's really getting between you and your schoolwork. We would recommend that you try this social media let's say fast taking blocks of time from your day when you're not using social media. You put your phone away or you put it in a flight mode and you do not open uh, social media apps from your computer either so that you would clear out space away from social media that you can use to focus work but also that you can use to your own social life in real time with people around you or to doing your daily tasks or your hobbies so that you can make time without social media and in that way teach your brain to also do other things and not just focus on these quick rewards that we get from social media. And it's good to remember that even seeing your smartphone while you are studying is impairing your concentration. So if possible, it's a really good idea to put your phone out of your sight while you're studying. It's really easy to get the impulse of getting your phone in your hand or thinking about, okay, what's going on in, in social media at the moment if you have your phone inside. Yeah, when you see it, you have to all the time resist this temptation. So please do yourself a favor and put the phone away while you're studying yeah <laughs> but the next question is deadline anxiety versus concentration how to stop focusing on the ticking clock before deadline again a really good question and i think that for some of us deadline that is coming closer may help us getting things done but for others, it may make it really hard to concentrate really because you feel this anxiety. And of course, something that actually would be quite a good idea is to start studying earlier so that you would have more study sessions, which is actually usually also better for learning that you are studying on many occasions and not only one long session just before the deadline. So that's something, of course, that would be a really good idea to do. But at the same time, because this anxiety usually makes us really restless, and also quite aroused. So one question that we can think of is that what could calm me down? Because when we are being really stressed, really anxious, our body in, is in this fight or flight mode, but also 
our mind is just concentrating on how to survive from this moment and our sympathetic nervous system is active. So the question is, how would I activate my parasympathetic nervous system, which means safe mode? But often I've noticed with students and with myself that if you have a deadline coming up and you're procrastinating and you're feeling really anxious, the best thing that you can do to calm yourself down is to start working on what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Sometimes that can also be the answer to getting out of the fight or flight mode to just get working and you'll get more motivated through that. And also it might also calm you down when you see that you're pro progressing instead of procrastinating. Yeah, that's a good tip. Other thing which is something short that you can try is just to try to do some deep breathing because that's of course activating your parasympathetic nervous system because while you are calming your body down also your mind is getting more peaceful and having a better state to study and of course meditation yoga some calm music or touch, for example, giving yourself a hug or something that uh, may help you to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Great. That's great advice. So take a few deep breaths, hug yourself, and then start working on the task that you've been procrastinating. <laughs> Actually, the next question that I had here has to do with exactly these things that you mentioned. The question goes, what is the impact of music or meditation on our focus? I actually made an episode about how to use music to improve your concentration and your studying well-being. So find that episode in our podcast feed. It's also in English and I will go into detail and into practical tips and to information about music and concentration. Students have found that episode really helpful. So do yourself a favor and listen to it so that I won't go into detail now. I'll just briefly say that music can either help or hinder your focus and you can use music as a tool for concentration. There was also another question about how to start studying without music. I feel like I constantly need some kind of arsuke, which is stimuli in English. And I have some good news. You don't need to start studying without music. If it really helps you, you can use music to your benefit as a background music for your focused work. So if you're interested in this, listen to that episode. But when it comes to meditation, which was the other part of this question, meditation is something that you can use as an an intensive training of concentration. We also already discussed meditation and mindfulness practices in the previous concentration episode, but I do have something to add when it comes to mindfulness and meditation. Many students have found meditation or mindfulness practices especially beneficial for them when they do a brief moment of mindfulness or meditation 
they're starting their focused work or before they go to lecture, before they have to write the essay, before they have to read the book. And even a tiny time that you use focusing on your breathing or doing a mindfulness exercise can really help your brain to the right mood for focusing. Find the right pace for your brain to calm down, focus on what's happening and really find the right state for focused work. We have mindfulness practices in our podcasts in Finnish and in English, or you can try your own exercises or find other kinds of exercises online. Find whatever works for you. I really like that tip to use mindfulness or meditation just before start studying. We still have this one last question. It is how to have longer study sessions and concentrate throughout the session. And again, I ask you, why should you have longer study sessions? Of course, it depends on what what you mean by study session, because as we talked in the last episode, it's very important to remember to have enough breaks because those are something that boost your concentration. But if you are doing something that is being really difficult, it's okay to have like 15 minutes study session and after that have a short break and then the next one. So if you want to study for longer, study in shorter periods and take those breaks. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's right. Now, still the last thing in this episode, we would like to share you, the whole other community, your tips that we have collected during Wellbeing Week. Your best tips how to improve concentration. And the first tip was to regulate your use of social media. It was the most common tip that we collected from the Wellbeing Week. And it's, of course, something that we have already talked quite a lot in these episodes. It sounds like you also already know it and you find it important to start regulating social media. The second tip was to try the Pomodoro method of studying. We went through the Pomodoro method in our previous episode, or you can Google Pomodoro and find what it means and how you can start using Pomodoro in your studying routines. The third tip was choosing a peaceful environment. We have also talked about this, how it's very important to avoid distractions and interruptions while you are doing something that needs concentration. Yeah. Fourth tip is sleeping. I talked about sleeping in the previous episode and tried to point out how meaningful it truly is for your brain and your health and your well-being to get enough sleep and how to do it. But it's good to hear that also the older community notices that sleeping is really important when it comes to your concentration. And the fifth tip was music. We have also talked about this quite a lot. I myself also 
use many times jazz music during the afternoons. And it really does help me to concentrate during the last hours of work day. Jazz music, that's interesting. I, I don't think I've tried jazz music before, but I will give it a try. I've tried classical music and then instrumental music of all sorts. And also sometimes salsa music. Music helps me if I'm feeling a little drowsy and I don't have enough energy. Then salsa music always picks me up in the afternoons. <laughs> okay, so sixth tip. Free time. Having enough free time in your days. If you find a good balance of free time and focused studying time, you'll obviously be more able to focus when you are studying. And this is a really important tip. Sometimes you hear of students that are basically studying throughout their day, the whole day. And that is not something that is beneficial to you at all. You need free time, you need rest, you need recovery, and you need to have a life also, not just your studies. And it's also a favor for your studies that you are having enough free time, because usually if you feel well, you also study better. And our last tip that we collected was calming yourself down and it's actually a really good idea to learn these ways how could I calm myself down and how could I energize myself and try to learn to recognize how am I doing what is my energy level right now so then you can do the activities and for example use your breaks in a way that helps you to regulate your arousal level. That's an excellent tip. Do something that calms you down. Yes, it was very interesting to go through these questions and these tips that we got from all the community. And there were, of course, a lot of more tips, but we just made this top tips list to share with you. And thank you for everyone that shared your questions or tips during the Wellbeing Week. Thank you so much, Henna, and to you, listeners. Likewise, Mary. I have been also enjoying this discussion. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Alto University Podcast.